Hello and welcome to another episode of the JNT Experience. I'm Tripsy. I'm Jim. Just, just Jim. Okay. I go by Jim now. I've yeah. matured. Um, <laughs> Since two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, we are. We have a special guest today. His name is Tim. He will be joining us shortly. Tim rhymes with Jim, which makes him better than you. <laughs> he has written a paper, which he will he'll introduce himself in just a minute. But he, w- today's episode is uh, I want at least I want to. I, I don't know how this is going to go exactly, but I want to talk about um, like children and technology <laughs> and, and like old people and technology. You know how like, I also want to talk about children. <laughs> you better stop before you're ahead. The mic is hot, so feel free to introduce yourself however you like. Um, All right. Well, actually, I'll need to get my headphones. Just give me a second. No problem. So while he's getting his headphones, I suppose I should... I should specify, this is just some random guy that I got off the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, he's not writing any like official paper. He's actually anything. homeless. All right, I am back then. Okay. Uh, yeah, feel free to introduce yourself as long as you don't say anything that'll get me banned from Spotify. That is fair enough. Um, well, I'm Tim, but you can call me Cricket, I suppose. That may just be easiest. So. We're gonna yeah, call I'm you Tim happy anyway. To be on the show. So today, as I already said before, I called you. Uh, we're talking about what essentially what your paper what it was named. Um, it's about it's gamers' cognition, the improvements and deterioration of video gaming. It is a defense and also an, an investigation into the effects on your cognition that video games can tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you appreciate gamers' cognition. <laughs> We're not laughing at you. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we were. <laughs> don't, don't explain it. It's not appropriate for the podcast. I'm not going to ask. It wasn't that long ago. It was like a couple weeks ago. I, I know this is a little bit off the beaten path. I just want to mention it. My niece is like, is, she's newborn, uh, like nine months old. And uh, I can't believe you're going to be an aunt. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, your dream. Um, it was like, she, well, she's nine months old now. Back then she would have been like five, but she's already grabbing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> she's nine months old, but a couple weeks ago she would have been around five months old. <laughs> that makes sense. Anyway, anyway, a couple months ago, she already is grabbing at phones. Like she knows what they are. She's like, we had a phone out, um, I think we were taking pictures and stuff, and she's already grabbing for it, mm-hmm. and, and trying to uh, use it. I wasn't there. It, no, he wasn't, no. <laughs> this is my niece. <laughs> yeah. I know that, her. It does seem like a bit of a problem, no, honestly. No, you I feel don't. like it, it, you, you, there's a certain point when you need to get used to them, but not like that early on, that's really... Well, yeah. I don't know if it's like, as much of... Like she knew what she was doing as much as right. just a shiny object. Well, I, I don't know yeah, what, yeah. what. Just to give an example, one of the absolute earliest memories I can remember ever is me playing Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. Mm. In general, or just in terms of like gaming. In general, so. Oh. Yeah, I I used I, to. I, I guess it depends on when you when you were raised and how you were raised, really. 
I used I used to uh, pull the batteries out of my parents' flip phones. Yeah, that's right. We had flip phones back then. <laughs> I I do have little remotes just just twiddling away sometimes. Well, anyway, about the paper. So as far as I understand, I have I've read the paper. Uh, Jimothy yeah. here is not. Um, but as far as I know, it's I actually don't know how to read. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's unfortunate. Um, it's mainly just about like studies done on children. Right? Um, not exactly just children. It's kind of a mix of, well, like middle schoolers, not really super young, but also it just, it's kind of a broad spectrum. It's not, like, it's not tests on specifically children or specifically adults, but it definitely is true that they're, they're more susceptible because, you know, they can be more influenced and, you know. That kind of happens a lot with the internet, with trends and bandwagoning. Well, you know, there was like the fidget spinner craze a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the examples. And I, I, I felt, I fell prey to that one. I, I have a fidget spinner uh, <coughs> right here, actually. Here, you want to get it out? No. Here it is. Well, it's right there. Yeah, I, wow. I've kept I that can, one. I can see the fidget spinner so well. I know. I know. <laughs> You know, when we have special guests on podcasts, usually it's in a studio and there's like physically here, but uh, you're in a different state. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, so we have them over speakerphone, hence the audio quality. Um, Yes. But yeah, feel free to like go over the paper however you want. I mean, that's we're really Um, just. hmm. Well, based on what you read, uh, what would you say is what I should highlight most? Or what do you do? You like want more analysis on a part or anything? That's... Well, really, we're just kind of talking about just in general. See, you have like the media, right? And they, yeah. What what's with that? <laughs> the fake news media. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and they they usually report on like stories of these these moms that buy M-rated games for their children, like young children. That um and then they end like GTA. GTA is a big one, and I don't even understand why because GTA Man. is it's escape boot goat really because That's, like really tame. Because I, I, I watched a news story about a mom that banned their child from interacting with anything blue because of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, something else. Yeah. Um. The main root of video games causing violence all uh, stemmed mainly from the popularity of Mortal Kombat back in the day. That was especially that was a big one, uh, and that's actually how the ES- ESRB was ended up being created, just as a you know general rating system to follow, so you're not buying M-rated games for your kids. But even then, mo- like a lot of parents nowadays don't even really. Like there should be some level of scrutinization of just looking and looking the games up yourself before you give them to your kid, just to see if it's you know right for them. Now, um, looking back on it though, Mortal Kombat, like we're talking like what Mortal Kombat two, like on the Game Boy. Just no, no, like just the uh, like SNES stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So like, looking back on that today, that's like nothing. That is. Well, I know. Yeah, no. But <clears throat> what my problem. My problem is how, when you buy GTA for like your nine-year-old, right. you can very clearly see on the case how uh, sexual and violent it is. It's right there. All the art is on the case. Well, you don't even need the case. I mean, it's yeah. everybody. Know, it's in the name. I mean, Grand Theft Auto is is a is 
what you can get charged with. I mean, that's not just a video game name. I mean, at least in the case of Mortal Kombat, um, back in the day, of course, it was a lot easier for kids just to, you know, walk to a store and get get what game they wanted without really needing their parents' consent. But, you know, there should still be some control there. And the rating system, it it works, but a lot of people don't tend to follow it. Or there's kind of a fine line between they either follow it like it's the Bible or they follow it very loosely. Exactly. You know, there was a, uh, I, I used to watch, and I, I I used to watch this show. It's this uh, nanny, it's like this British nanny yep. that goes around. I think her, yep. it was called like Super Nanny or something. And uh, one of the episodes they did was about um, M-rated games. And there's some parents that are very, very religious about it. So like yeah. a T-rated game, you can only play it when you're 13 and or older. Mm-hmm which I don't agree with. I think it, it depends on the content of the game because something like Skate 3, that's rated T, but it's really not. It's just a skateboarding game. Yeah, and, the, the, and then the Halo games, for example, those are rated pretty, pretty highly, but none of them are expe- especially gory. And what gore, gore there is, it's all like, you know, alien creatures, very rarely humans. And that's generally the argument you'll see online. But another thing about online, and this happened with uh, Last of Us 2, according to a friend of mine, and I, and I mean, you can go on there as well, like um, common sense media, if you've ever heard of that, it's um, like a bunch of little kids will go on there posting as adults, and saying like the game's really not that bad. When in reality, Last of Us Two really deserves like an, an adult only rating. Well, I think the main problem is <clears throat> it depends on the game because being rated teen could be a wide, super wide. You, Something rated Team Fortress Two is rated teen, but it is it's not bad at all. I mean, it's cartoonish. Actually, I'm thinking I'm pretty sure it's rated M. I think it is actually because I remember it was like I was on my laptop and it's free to play, so I was like, "Yo, M rated game I free think to play." The uh, the rating system it's very broad and it tends to not really cover just how like the content of the game. Just to be specific about it, because you can have an M rated game that has maybe a couple like. A couple of uses of profanity, and that's just how it got the M-rated title, just because there's qualifications for the for the ratings. But in reality, you could probably avoid those in some. Context. Well, that can also be very misleading to parents who maybe yeah. don't know. Like, let's mm-hmm. say an M-rated game with a little bit of profanity. Now they assume all M-rated games are like that. So when you get into something like Grand Theft Auto, and it, it's a lot worse. It's also just a thing where people need to do their own research before they buy the game, and like. Of course, of course, especially parents, but there also needs to be reliable sources that they can go to without, you know, being deceived, like uh, co- Common Sense Media, as you just said. Well, the thing about Common Sense Media is that it's very uh, Christian-based, which also means it's yeah. very um, over-exaggerated. So, like, mm-hmm. something that's really not that bad is made to be really bad, when in yeah. reality it's not. And I've had it go the other way, too. I've seen a couple of reviews where, like, really bad things in the game don't get reviewed as bad things as much as they should. But, you know, like, um, the media and, and, like, the school shooting thing, they always blame video games for school shootings. Um, That's mainly just because they want an easy scapegoat that you can think of immediately because, of course, most kids uh, most most kids nowadays just have a video game in their hands so, naturally speaking, they want to blame that because, wow, they're shooting in it, so therefore, they're being influenced. Except, um, in my paper I even, um, I delved into that a bit, and 
mostly what I found was that there was very little aggression at all when when playing to the level of addiction. But there are some, like, there are obviously negative effects if you make your life around the video games and solely play those. If you just, like, spend, what, eight hours sleeping, 16 hours playing games, yes, that's going to cause problems. But those are very extreme cases, and most of the time there's no, there's no actual bad negative effects from just playing maybe, like, five hours a day well you know you can use that argument for just about anything really like um football yeah. if you play football 16 hours a day yeah you're gonna be hurting um yeah it, it's just a level of extremism that doesn't often actually happen and well really, there's certainly addiction it's not huh there, there's certainly addiction um like yeah. look at any like world of warcraft or league of legends they i hate those games but um there's people that like you can go Worship on like, them. you can go on Reddit yeah. and stuff and and see like oh the, I've been on Reddit. They live off of them effectively. And uh, and there's some people that go pro and maybe some of them make it and maybe it's justified but not for everyone and going pro on a game like that is very very not yeah, it's like even, going to the Super Bowl you know. Even well, then going pro like for a video game for esports that can even be dangerous in and of itself because you're spending hours training on the same game and consuming the same content, and that could just take a toll on your health eventually, especially on your sleep schedule. Well, sleep is very nice. Well, yeah. I like yeah sleep. sleep is very nice. I mean, I can't, I can't stay up past 11 now. Really? Yeah. I've started going to bed at 10. Well, I stayed up until 3 a.m. playing Minecraft. <laughs> I, I don't even play video games anymore. I'm yeah, like, you, you really don't. You really don't. Like, a couple of years ago, you just stopped. No, not just a couple of years ago. Just, like, a few months ago, I just kind of quit playing video games. Well, that's a good discussion. How's your life improved since you, you stopped playing video games? Well, I'm not tired anymore, and I don't feel, like, foggy. I feel way more aware. But then again, I also spent... Late nights from like eleven to five a.m. playing yeah, City no, that's Skyline. Just a case of your own, you know, addiction. That's not really. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying, but you know, it's definitely a good idea to balance uh, like your own health and video games at like at the same time instead of just taking one or the other. I well, um, you know, unless you don't like video games, but that's. Good. I mean, I have no desire to play video games, but anymore, but. I don't hate yeah. them. Well, there's certainly... Don't you start playing with that fidget spinner now. <laughs> alright, alright, give it, give it a good spin for the for the audience. I can't even see it. Okay, put, put, put the fidget spinner away. Okay, Dad. <laughs> alright, um... Uh, detailing that case about uh, video games causing, causing violence, I found an article... Uh, done by Dr. Peter Grinspoon, an MD at Harvard Medical School, who detailed it in his article regarding the health effects of too much gaming. And I quote, Gaming has also been associated with psychological problems. It is still an open question whether video game addiction or internet gaming disorder, IGD, is a unique syndrome. According to the American Psychological Association, IGD is defined by experiencing at least five of the following nine criteria over a 12-month period. Following that, the symptoms are listed as such withdrawal, 
failure to control, loss of relationships, educational career opportunities, etc. Well, I think that's just called addiction. I don't think you need to make it a disorder. Um, I I no, think it's it's, less, it's listed as a unique uh, syn syndrome. That's I, that's a quote that that wasn't. I, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm saying though, like the who. Uh, WHO, they, they, they call, what was it, game, a gamer's illness, game, gamer disorder, something like that. It's not really a disorder, it's just... Yeah, I got gamer disorder. It's just an addiction. It, like, and you don't, you don't call it, like, smokers, smoker disorder. They just... What do you call it? Well, to an, to, an extent, to an extreme extent, it could become a, a disorder, but that would take your health... That would have to be there would have to be other problems already present for it to become a disorder to begin with. But I think an addiction to entertainment or uh, quick pleasure, which video games are, it's not unique to video games or electronics yeah. or even this century. It's, it's it's more so unique to just what's found on electronics like the internet and say YouTube or or just you know TV shows or. Netflix, well, those kind of things. Speaking of the internet, did you know that on, um, so there's like a government website for Stop stop Bullying, I think it's stopbullying.gov, and um, on there they have uh, what to do if you're being bullied, or how to, like for parents, how to see if somebody is, um, is a bully or is being bullied. One of the criteria on the cyberbullying page of, of that website is that if your kid is laughing, <laughs> he may be or may he may be bullied or is a bully online. So if you laugh, apparently you're you're a cyber bully. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a government-funded website. It's a bit absurd. I feel like they should detail that a bit more because you know. That no, there is no detail. Way wrong, way wrong, way wrong direction. I cannot speak today. Excuse me. There's no detailing that. They straight up just said if you laugh, that's you know. Well, they yeah, also I know. say like they could have phrased that differently. But well, even then, I don't think laughing should be a, you know, symptom of bullying. But then again, uh, it's also the government. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, I feel like they should have their thing together. In some but... cases, I, I guess I could understand it, but if you're being bullied, you need to stand up for yourself and, yeah. uh, and take care of it yourself. This, um, and I feel like what c contributes to that is like in schools, you know, you're getting bullied. You do stand up for yourself. You get expelled. It's like the yeah. Second Amendment. You you defend yourself in your own home. In some states, not all, but in some states, pr primarily the blue states, you you your life is destroyed. You go, you go to prison for defending yourself in your own home. Well, yeah. It, it's the same way in schools. You, I think you punch a bully and and you go you get expelled. One of the things, <clears throat> the biggest problem with our society, uh, on the subject of bullying is. <clears throat> There is a lot of, because bullying is usually taken care of by somebody else, and those kids that are being bullied never get to stand up for themselves, they never get to defend their se themselves, they never learn any valuable life skills, mm -hmm. is that they grow up to be wimps, and they, they, can't, they don't really contribute to society in any meaningful way because oh. they're used to things going their I, way. I wouldn't say that people who, who are victims of bullying and never get to stand up for themselves become useless to society, or in, like in my words, useless to society or perhaps just wimps because, like, of course I have never, well, I've never experienced any physical bullying, but I wouldn't really consider myself a wimp, uh, but 
I feel like it, that, that. I mean, you have there's some merit in that because you know, with more lessons and standing up for your, being able to stand up for yourself, getting, getting that chance, that definitely can help you grow a little more because you can understand social conflict a little more. But I don't know. Well, you do have to get in the rough. You can't. You can't not go yeah. off the deep end. But you. You still need to. Uh... Well, in our society, there isn't like a. <clears throat> There isn't as big a rough as there was 50 years ago because we have all this technology, we have all this prosperity, things are well, are just available. Yeah, well, I yeah. knew a kid that um, we would have been like five or six. Well, no, yeah, that's something. we would have been young. You know, so this kid, kind of a wimp, I'm not going to lie. Uh, he cried when he got uh, when he got hit with a, a plastic butter knife. Uh, meanwhile, I was scraping my knee every two seconds, and you didn't see any crying from me. I was laughing at you. <laughs> <sighs> I suppose it just depends. Well, that, that goes back to it, how you were raised and what kind of environment you're raised in, because some people are used more to rough, rough and toil sort of environments, and some people are used to more, you know, modern and supported well, places. You definitely have, um, like, a kid our age, 150 years ago, 1800s, would be a lot, I don't know, like, they would have a lot more experience, be a lot more self-sustaining than uh, pretty much any kid now. Because now, yeah. and my brother, the uh, father of the niece I was talking about, he he himself believes that, like, 30 is the new 20 and, and 40 is the new 30. He, he That's something he, he said. I don't think that's right at all. I think, um, I mean, you have, I lost my train of thought, but, you know, it's... Kids today are not the same as they were. You're earlier. 16, and you're talking about back in my day already. <laughs> no, it's no. Well, I'm not talking about. That I don't. Those who aren't really raised in rough, rough and tumble places, they need to work on, you know, figuring out how to s sustain themselves without really any help. Just figuring that out on their own, using the entire reservoir of the internet's knowledge but... to their advantage. You see, society has gotten a lot more leisurely, and in the future, you'll pr will retire earlier and earlier in age, and eventually, retirement so age will be. End up like Wally. Yeah, forty-eight or something. <laughs> yeah, but um, I just I, I was gonna go on with the point, but I just completely lost my train of thought. It's all um, them computers you've been. It, it at. really is, you know. Um, my my grandma, she thought like. That old people are not caught up with technology. Not all of them. There's a lot of them that are. But not a lot of old people are caught up with technology. They don't keep up with it. Mm -hmm. um, my grandma barely knows how to use her, her... She has an iPhone 10 that my uncle gave her. Um, and she she doesn't barely know how to use it. But we were... Um, I'll give you an example. We were in Lowe's. And you know in Lowe's they have like... Um, the like ring doorbells and, and all that. Like the, the security yeah. cameras. And and one of them was advertised. Um, it'll it'll shoot like 1080p to your phone, right? Mm -hmm. And she yeah. said, "Well, I thought that was only for TVs." And then I had to explain to her that 1080p is not uh, only for TVs. In fact, 1080p is rather outdated. Um, well, not outdated, yeah. but lower end of the spectrum. So old people do not catch up with technology very well. Uh, yeah. Well, it, I think it depends on the old person, like you're saying, because if you're an older person and you're living surrounded by technology, you were a part of pioneering technology back when you were younger, that you're going to be better 
at figuring stuff out. But if, if like, you're a computer computer scientist, yeah, yeah well, you definitely have a little more that, a little more of a grasp on it. But that's a given, though. That's not. Yeah. That's like saying a scientist is going to understand science better than a non-scientist. But, right. 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 But I mean, your grandmother also like lives in the backwoods of the mountains of Tennessee. So yeah, but so I mean, so do we here recording in my bedroom. Which, by the way, uh, we had to move studio once again. We were in uh, my living room, then we went to Jimothy's couch. Now we're in my in my bedroom again. So yeah, two. Uh, we moved houses too. Uh huh. Multiple yeah. times. Uh, but that's the life of the backwoods, and also having parents that uh, that are very loud and noisy. It's tough out here. I know. That ceiling fan probably doesn't even work. Grueling beyond words, if you would. But, um... Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Curtain. <laughs> hey, hey, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Lightning... Wait, race car wallpaper? Well, okay, so my, hey, my look, room was built worry. when I was I, younger. I, I was the same way, don't worry. You, you're not alone. I was um, also cars in that... We really deviated off the paper. So your paper, um, it was ta- right. it talked about like uh, Vietnam vets too. Um. Yes. Well, not specifically Vietnam, but just veterans in general. Uh, it was about the effects that it pretty much had upon them when they were when video games were involved in testing for the uh, for those who were experiencing like problems like PTSD. Um, course with ptsd you need something to distract you from your from that so actually it turned out that video games turned were like they were a very good thing because they're pretty distracting and that's got got it off their mind because they had so many other things to think about in the game like if they're playing a shooter they would have to think like where where's my team where do i need to be where's the objective now that's something i I wanted to uh talk about with you when i when i initially read the paper or scan rather i'll use the word scan through because i didn't really read it um say let's say you're like a, a a veteran you were like i'll use the vietnam vets more for jimothy would you stop for to to prove my point better it's like let's say you went to war um, and you were, you now you're playing, you're out of war, and you're playing a first-person shooter, which I guess this would have been, like, 1970, so it wouldn't really... Well, actually, when was the, when was the study done? Like, when did they... Um, this was actually a fairly recent one. It was, like, um, let me check. Uh, this was... 2020, actually. Okay, okay. So, you went to war, you went to Vietnam, you come back, 2020... Uh, now you're playing first-person shooters. Would I would think that would worsen the PTSD. Um, maybe like because you're um, you're like you're in it again, but it's a video game. Well, not exactly because one can obviously discern it from reality, and unless there's like unless it's a specific thing where like loud noises trigger something, it's it's distracting enough. Because I I, I saw detail on this. I just didn't put it on the paper, but. Uh, I I'm aware like I'm aware that could that could make it worse, but it actually ended up being better because they obvi- they know it's not the same war and they know this is it's not as you know there's no actual stakes, um, and there's a sense of teamwork that like camaraderie is often a, like one of the few qualities of conflict if you could even call it one, and you can get that straight from first-person shooters often, like, so. 
Well, you know, the U.S. military actually uses Xbox controllers. They do. Um, and yeah, that's, the, that's really based. I, I did have an excerpt. Um, I, I removed it from my paper because it, it made the paper a bit too long. One, uh, one of the U.S. squadrons over during COVID, they were using uh, a game called War Thunder as a place to basically train and prepare uh, because it's, it tends to have a bit more realism than other shooters, especially in the way of tanks and uh, planes. Yeah. Um, well, twenty-eight. More questions about the paper? Or do you want me to explain? I mean, more you can. Yeah, you can go ahead. I. I don't. I mean, I have talking points and stuff that I could br- bring up, but um, right. it's really about the paper. Well, in the case of that, I suppose now that we've we delved we delved into what negative effects it could cause, but also we haven't exactly talked about the the positive learning experience that some games can actually and have been used to bring. For example, um. Yeah, at a uh, t- Taiwanese school, uh, they were they used a um, a RTS called uh, Fire Department Two Fire Captain to help students essentially learn about the process of firefighting and what techniques techniques are used. Uh, it was compared between two classes: one where you uh, where it was simply written te- like written tests, questions, etc. You know the usual and the other using the actual game. Uh, by the end of each match, assessments through the game were made. A statistics chart was reported based on the total time spent on the mission, number and number of injured civilians, cars damaged, etc. This mo- motivated and elicited the reaction to try and find for a better, or in the case of latter statistics, a lower score of losses or injured people. Well, obviously, these are not gamers being being used on these games. So, you know, these are presumably people from little to no gaming background. What about people that um, that are like myself or like Jimothy here, <laughs> who will not stop playing with some dollar bills? <laughs> um, um, so, so what? Well, what about? In that case, uh, like around our age, see, those were um, those that was conducted in middle school, but this one. Uh, this is about the desensitization of violent acts through video games, where uh, it's a research research study con- uh, conducted by Metahan Iraq, a professor of psychology at, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, it's a university in Turkey, alongside a research team consisting of other professors, game developers, editors, and journalists working to uncover the effects of violent video games on cognition as they remain unclear. To delve deeper into the hypothesis, they would uh, administer research for 98 participants, 54 male, 44 female, divided into three groups based on the time they spent prior playing violent video games, as well based on upon pathological game addiction symptoms going through a t- series of tests and phases. The game addiction scale with 21 items and 7 factors salience, tolerance, mood modification, relapse, withdrawal, conflict, and problems. Participants giving a, a responses on a five-point scale from one to five based on how often those factors occur for them. The higher the score would obviously be higher in that right, so like a higher tolerance to things and a, high, a higher like mood modification to where you would become like extremely angry in one second and calm the other 
And then, in summary, the research the researchers discerned that there were few significant spikes in hostile natures within the violent tested group, and even performed at a hastened, improved rate during specific tasks, such as the object recognition task. This study is particularly detailed in how it how it proceeds with its testing, focusing on the beliefs of mainstream media in which they have believed in which they believe anger and increased violence comes from playing too many games, but. It is clear that the spikes in cognition are unrelated to negative emotions, and even the ones who were who listed as addicted to video games didn't prove to have more of those spikes and more of those violent thoughts. Well, talking about um, anger in video games and, and how people uh, have more or less anger, there, there definitely are people who do have anger in, in video games. You know, like they, they yeah. miss something and they throw the controller... Or, or they yell, you know, I, I, I do that. Um, Did joking you yeah, rage? I feel like it's just, in some capacity, it's human nature to respond negatively and, and in an anger, angry manner when you, like, lose or mess up, of course. But some people can take it to another level. In this study, there were none of those people, even if most of them were conducted as addicted. Well, there's certain people uh, who send death uh, threats. I, I know that much. Um, yeah, definitely. There's some very uh, interesting characters. I think that's, that's not necessarily something to do with video games, but that I think that's just something to do with the fact that they're behind a screen and they don't have any consequences. Yeah, they, they don't have to be worried about being, you know, called out. Well, that goes for a lot more than just video games or just, um, you know, in general. Yeah, so anon like, anonym anonymity. That's how you pronounce it. Um, like online and stuff, you know, you got people like um, LGBTQ who hide behind the screen. They they can feel accepted there um, because you know they're behind the screen, and whereas in real life they they may face more consequences. But I think that's also led to friendships being created, uh, not not just ones that they couldn't really achieve as well in real life based on either their circumstances or social status, or even the country they live in, but the yeah, internet has really, really given people the ability to connect with other people that are like-minded. But yeah. too much like-mindedness... There are obvious... There, there are definitely benefits in that right, too, with video games, where you can connect with others that play those video games and have the same enjoyment that maybe maybe you have no friends who, like... It would enjoy those games, or you wouldn't be able to find out that they enjoy those same games without directly asking them, and maybe you're a little introverted and can't really do that that well. Well, too much like-mindedness can be a very bad thing, because let's say True. you're in, let's say you're in a room with ten people, you make a statement, and everybody agrees with you. They're yes-men, basically. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. they're not yes-men as much as they're just simply like-minded, but you have yeah, no some... debate. There is no counterpoints. It's just... There's no diversity of thought. Yeah, some like if we were all if we all had the same opinion, opinions and ideals, yes, it would be calm and like it would there would be no struggle. That would just that would remove both of, both of the color colorful colorfulness of life and also the diversity of conflict and but the, it, the, the you know the elaboration of certain ideas and like just and like it would be more. true. That if everybody was the exact same, there would be no room for progression or new ideas yeah. or new inventions because all those people exactly. would just be stuck and there would be no debates. Or well, discussion. you know, the yeah. rival, rivaling is um, 
actually led to a lot of things. You know, there's like uh, McDonald's versus Burger King. There's like a whole uh, show uh, about like fast food, and uh, and you know, so like McDonald's and Burger King, they had they had this fight back then, and um, not like physical, but they they're competitors. You have competing. You have red, blue, left, right. Competition in like in like food and competition and like and even in video game companies that's a good thing that that helps build the environment and also well it also drives sales yeah well competition is one of the biggest parts of the founding of this entire country with the uh yeah no this is yeah well the whole point of this was um for like uh diversity you know you have like freedom of speech freedom of religion um yeah if we just agree with the british we wouldn't have been here we wouldn't have well, Nintendo. we'd be here, but we we would uh, be under British rule. Right, right, right. Yeah, you you have a point. I am stupid. Excuse me. Now Nintendo uh, is a multinational that is very well. It's a monopoly, and you know my opinion on monopolies. <laughs> Personally, I hate monopoly. I hate monopoly. It's a good board game, honestly. Actually, I like monopoly. Well, it's all right. <laughs> Maybe going more along the lines of uh, like old people uh, with technology. Uh, we kind of tapped onto it earlier, but more like, um, personally, I, I have decided I will not be the, uh, 80 year old man that, that does not know technology. I, I, I've actually decided to, to not be an 80 year old man. You say that like you're going to understand the eight screen phones that we're going to have in the future. Well, that's the thing. You grow, you grow, you, you keep using it as you go on. You never stop. You, well, you always... we also have a base of technology because a Which lot of people, about in the last a lot of people from like the '60s and stuff, there was no basis, for, like there was no base. But now yeah. we have touch screens and phones and computers. Well, there, and that's all. There was a base. It's just different. Instead of like loading up music on your phone to stream it, you would have gone to the store bought a record. But it's not the same. Like we're still in the future. No matter how far in the future, you're going to be downloading music onto right. a device. It's no longer going to be physical. Right, but that would have been the baseline for 1960. True, but that's the reason why old people can't understand it. But we can understand the future of technology, maybe not completely, but we'll have a better idea because it's going to be on the same base that we have. Well, unless we all become amnesiacs when we grow old. Yeah, but, you know, I uh, <laughs> I listen to The Caretaker. I, it'll be pretty cool. I, I <laughs> Just say cool, no. Grandpa. Yeah. Um, but there are, like... There's there there is technology is helping old people by miles like um you know like electric carts and stuff we've we've made batteries that last um long enough for you know phones and, and these electric carts that that go around grocery stores and stuff I have not seen it I don't see very many old people on it I just see fat people on it That's true though that's true um There's um also you know like um I was at my grandma's house a, a week ago, and uh, she has, it's it's made by Sennheiser, it's uh, hearing aids, but they're like also um, yeah, uh, headphones, so actually oh, it helps, it helps uh, old people hear music or, or TV or whatever they want to, so technology yeah. is, is helping a mm. lot, but you know, with any, everything it has its downsides and upsides. Mm-hmm. My grandfather in... Japan back in the World War Two actively destroyed any new technology on accident. How do you do that on, on accident? Well, he had a fire truck, crashed it, and <laughs> uh, he had a gun, 
Uh, he gave it to his friend, and his friend shot himself in the toe with that gun, and they had it taken <laughs> away. He... I shouldn't be laughing about that. <laughs> he, uh... He broke the new, like, MRE things that they were taking. He tried to using it, and it just kind of blew up on him. Oh, oh the God. meal ready to eat thing? Yeah. 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 That's that's pretty big YouTuber bait, I'm not gonna lie. I mean I know it's what they use, but it's Yeah, it's my just... grandfather in World War Two was a YouTuber. <laughs> I know it's what they actually use, but you know, it's just uh, it's it's bait. Hey guys, we're here on the Western Front recording for you live. Yeah. But that's a thing though, that's a thing. that's uh, that's never gonna happen again. Um the old if if a war broke out, we have the technology and it's already happened, uh, with the BLM Reddits last year and, and continuing. Um, people can live stream right on, on the field. And what is gener- up, guys? I'm here in Palestine. There's a U.S. military well, tank. I mean, the, the things like the Vietnam War were actually shown live on TV. Well, yeah, yeah, but that still was an old... For- they would have had to take the reels and, you know, send them right. and, and all that. Nowadays, like, technology is, is advanced enough that if I want to right now, I could live stream from my phone to pretty much anywhere... As long as I have that service, which, as far as I know, is well, almost everywhere. Well, you know how on the moon, when we were on there, mm-hmm. you remember? <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was in 1969. Uh, and then 1970, and then 1971, then 1972. But anyway, it was all black and white, and it was right. very blurry. You couldn't really see anything. But yeah. now, in 2024, the Artemis three mission, when we land back on the moon, it'll be in HD. Mm-hmm. High definition, we'll be able to see everything. I'm just saying though it'll never it'll never be that way again. We have so much of it, and we have the technology's advanced enough. Like okay, on the battlefield, right? The cameraman has to do his cameraman things, or he gets shot, and the cameraman can't do his cameraman things. Mm-hmm. Now you know you got like even police officers have like body cams and stuff, mm-hmm. so you may have hundreds of different angles and views of the same incident, mm-hmm. which is helpful because it might give our country like a command or strategic power hand because we can see all these different angles against the enemy. Yeah, so um, another detail is that not only is there purposes of efficiency and also the denial of actual, like, bad, like, genuinely bad, horrible things that happen from video games, there's also a certain comfort that you can get from them. Which, of course, it can be unhealthy to, you know, use video games to cope in, like, as your only way of dealing with your problems, but it can generally just be nice to have a place to go when you're stressed or tired or, you know. You're telling me you play games for fun? Yeah. You're on that grind. I know. Yeah, I, know. I am. Um, but we're coming up on, uh, we've only got about ten minutes left of recording, and, um, uh, my dad just got home, so I think I think we should uh, wrap it up. So I don't Sorry. know if anybody has some like uh, final points they want to make. Essentially, video games, like all things, are good in moderation. Right. Every everything you know, you eat a lot of cheese, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the first thing you think of cheese. Well, yeah. Well, there's a lot of similarities between cheese and video games. They're both come out of cows. They both <laughs> are. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go milk Witcher three uh, today. Hey, Nintendo milks a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I think 
at the end of the day, as long as you uh, as long as you don't do too much and you're focusing on things that actually matter and correlate it, as well as with video games, you know, I think it's yeah. it's probably all right. And having multiple hobbies, especially, is always a good thing. I mean, this is a hobby technically, even though we only do it twice a week because uh, <laughs> for time reasons. No, we do it twice a month. Yeah. Wait, I, did I say twice, twice a, a week? Year. Yeah. I was happy to be here. It was very enjoyable. Right. All right. Well, uh, I'm Tripsy. I'm Jimothy. Let's spend the JT experience. Oh, I, <laughs> I forget. You're here. I don't. We I don't usually here. have guest guest uh, appearances. I, I suppose we could Kirk do that here. again. Uh. I'm Tripsy. I'm Jim. I'm Cricket. No, you're Tim. We don't. We don't. That's that's Cricket, an inter Cricket, internet Tim, name. Whatever. I don't care. Shut up. Hey, well, uh, you're using your internet name. That's true. See you later, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, this has been the JNT experience. Hi, mom. Bye, mom.